Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. I don't do this a whole lot anymore, but there are moments where I, I fall into this and and in the past, I, I've definitely done this for some reason. But I, I was at one point in the habit of trying to make up for the sins that I had committed. I would do something stupid. I would do something that I wasn't supposed to do and knew it. And I would start beating myself up over it. And I would try to somehow somehow make up for it. I would either, I would either say, oh, I, I messed up so bad there that now I'm going to fast for a day or I'm going to somehow punish myself or just mentally beat up on myself in order to punish myself or make up for the sin that I had just committed. And it was this kind of, kind of thing where I felt like I had to earn the forgiveness or the correction that needed to come, that I had to somehow make up for the bad thing that I had done. In Judges chapter 11, we're going to look at the judge named Jephthah. And I'm going to warn you right up front, this judge is pretty messed up. So Jeffy, we'll call him Jeffy, if you read through uh, chapter 11, you find out that Jeffy was the son of a prostitute, that he had siblings, but he was an illegitimate child, and his siblings made sure that he knew it. The rest of his family looked down on him, told him that they looked down on him, and made sure that he knew that he had no right to the inheritance. It actually says in 11 chapter 2, it says, Gilead's wife also bore him sons, and when they were grown up, they drove Jephthah away. You are not going to get any inheritance in our family, they said, because you are the son of another woman. And so Jeffy was forced out. He ran away. He ran away. He gathered around himself a band of scoundrels. I believe the word actually used here is scoundrels. And then one day, the situation in Israel gets so bad that Jeffy's brothers don't know what to do. They've got no experience with this kind of things. They're not hard. They're not battle-driven. And so they actually send out a message to Jeff and say, Jeff, come on back. Come on back. We need you to lead the army. We need you to come back and, and take charge and actually defeat the enemy so that we can have freedom. And so they call him back, and he's there, and he's like, are you sure, guys? This doesn't sound right. You mean to tell me that if I come back and I do this thing, that you will actually let me be part of the family, and you will actually let me be in charge? Are you sure about that? Because I have a hard time believing that well eventually eventually he's convinced and so he stays and he, he gathers his army and he goes out 
And he sends out this message to the enemy king. And he says, you know what? You have no right to this land. And we have not provoked you. We have not done anything to make this situation bad. You were the one that is coming against us. And this is our right. In verse 23 and 24 it says, Now since the Lord, the God of Israel, has driven the Amorites out before his people Israel, what right have you to take it over? Will you not take what your God Chamosh gives you? Likewise, whatever the Lord our God has given us, we will possess. And then in verse 27, his final, final pitch to this enemy king, he says, I have not wronged you, but you are doing me wrong by waging war against me. Let the Lord, the judge, decide the dispute this day between the Israelites and the Ammonites. So he's put this out there. And the enemy king says, forget it. I don't care what you're saying. I'm coming to attack. The Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came on Jeff. And then he makes a vow. He says in verse 30, And Jeff made a vow to the Lord. If you give the Ammonites into my hands, whatever comes out of the door of my house to meet me when I return in triumph from the Ammonites will be the Lord's. And I will sacrifice it as a burnt offering. And we find out in verse 34 that when Jeff returned to his home in Mizpah, who should come out to meet him but his daughter, dancing to the sound of timbrels? She was an only child. Except for her, he had neither son nor daughter. And since Jeff had made that vow, he says to her, I've made a vow and I can't go back on it. And there is some debate on whether or not Jeff actually took his daughter and just sent her to the mountains to live a life of, of celibacy and, and not continue the family line. But most people look at this passage and, and this story and say that Jeff actually took his daughter and burned her as a sacrifice. That's messed up. Why'd that happen? Why'd that happen? What, what is going on here? Did, did God want Jeff to sacrifice his daughter as a whole burnt offering? What, what is this? What is going on here? Well, I want, I want to point out a couple things. Number one, God, God is clear throughout the entire Bible that the idea of human sacrifice is reprehensible to Him. He does not call for it. He does not accept it. It is not a good thing. And so we can be, I think we can be fairly confident to say that this is not something that God wanted. 
And God did not put it on Jeff's heart to make that vow. If we look at this story, we can see that Jeff comes to this situation with a whole lot of baggage. He feels like an illegitimate child because that's how, what he is and that's what he's been told his entire life. He doesn't feel like he belongs. He got forced out of the family and he's there. And he feels like he has no right to the victory. He has no right to the calling. He has no right to being in charge. And we see that he is, the way he's talking to the king, he's saying, I have the right to this victory. And so he knows it up here. He knows that he has the right to the victory. He knows that he is in the right place and that God has given him victory. And he knows the calling he has. He knows he has a victory. And we even see that God's spirit goes on him before he makes a vow. He didn't make the vow and then receive the spirit. He already had the spirit. But there was one glaring issue that he could not get over. And that's that he felt like he had to earn the calling of God. He felt like he had to earn the victory. That he had to earn his place in the family. That he had to earn being the leader. Even though he knew that God had already given him the victory, even though he had already received the Spirit, he still felt like he had to earn it. Well, this is, my, this is what you guys need to know today. God has a call on your life. And what God wants is he wants you to answer the call, not earn it. God wants you to answer the call, not earn it. Some of you here are, are in the situation where you can feel the Lord tugging on you about, about salvation, about this idea that He wants to forgive you of your sins, that He wants to bring you into life. He wants to take you from death to life and bring you from the darkness to the light. And He wants to do that and He wants to give you salvation. He wants to give you forgiveness. He wants to give you eternal life. And you can feel that tug and He's calling you to follow Him and to submit to Him and let His salvation become yours. But you are still fighting this idea that you have to earn that somehow. Some of you have received a direct clear calling and it may be a calling to to change jobs it may be a calling to share your faith with somebody it may be a calling to make a difference or to serve in some kind of ministry you may be calling you to serve with kids ministry or you may be serving or you may be calling you to give something somewhere or to give candy or maybe to give a tithe or he's calling you to go and, and change jobs or go to the mission field or just be the person in your workplace that shares your faith whatever it is he has given you that calling you are aware of that calling, but you are so scared of it, and you feel like that can't be right because you haven't earned it. And some of you have this calling, 
That God just wants to do good things in your life and He wants to give you good relationships and a healthy family and financial stability. But all you see is how you don't deserve it. All you see is, is your sin, your addictions, your wrestling with lust, the mistakes you've made in your marriage, outside of your marriage, how you've lied and how you've cheated. You see your family history. You see your past sins and your past failures. You look at your grades. And you look at your current issues and the struggles that you face in your life. And that's all you can see. You can see God calling you to these things, but you feel like, I'm not worthy. I can't do that. I'm not good enough to do that. I'm not accepted if I try to do that. I can't do this. And so you, you respond and you say, well, I, I can't earn that. And so you run away from it. Some of you, some of you receive that call and you think, I should earn that. I need to earn that. And so you try and you try and you try to be good enough for whatever it is that God is calling you to. But you never make it and you just end up feeling like a failure at the end. Some of you are so desperate to live that out. So desperate to earn that calling and feel like you belong and feel like you have some kind of value. That you do desperate things and you become a perfectionist and you become legalistic and you start to bully other people and put them down so that you can feel like you're better. So that you can feel like you've actually earned it. Because you can look at other people and you can see their sins. You can see their issues. You can see how they are failing and you're not failing as bad as them. And so maybe you have earned it. And sometimes we just end up doing really stupid things. And it's not necessary. It's kind of like it's kind of like being pregnant and then trying to become more pregnant. I don't know if you guys know how anatomy works, but that's not how anatomy works. If you're pregnant, you're pregnant. You can't become more pregnant after you're pregnant, right? I'm sure somebody in knows, understands anatomy. Yes, am I right in that? Yes, yes. Some of you have, have, have less experience with the pregnancy thing, but you understand electricity and you know it, it's kind of like plugging your generator into your electrical panel while you're still getting a feed off of the grid. That's how you blow things up and burn your house down. It's like you and a few guys are moving some heavy piece of furniture and then you see them moving it and you're like, oh, I've got to help. I've got to get in there. And so you shove somebody out of the way so that you can carry it because you've got to do it along with them. And then it ends up falling down and smashing to pieces. Or having somebody come fix some plumbing at your house and they do it and then you look at it and be like, ah, that's not good enough. I could do better. And then you try to fix it and you make it worse. Listen, folks. 
You do not have to earn anything from God. You do not need to earn salvation. You do not need to earn the calling that God has on your life. Actually, in fact, you can't. You cannot earn it. That has never been the process. That has never been the ask. That has never been what God wants from you. You cannot earn it. What He wants is when He calls you, He wants you to answer. Not earn it. He wants you to say yes to the calling. He wants you to take steps of obedience and faith when He says, all right, you need to do this. You need to give that. You need to go here. You need to talk to that person. You need to give up these things. He wants you to take those steps of obedience. He wants you to follow Him, but He does not need you. He does not want you to, and you cannot earn it. You need to trust Him to navigate, to decide what's best for you, and you need to listen closely to His voice. You need to trust that He will bring the victory, bring the salvation, and change but you do not need to earn it. And it doesn't matter if this is a matter of salvation or just starting to follow God, whether it's some good thing that God wants to build in your life, like a healthy family or, or just a, a, a cleaner state of mind, better relationships, peace around your finances, whatever it is, it doesn't matter or if He is calling you to serve, or to give, or to make a difference in some way. Jeff had the call of God on his life, and he did incredible things for God. And it was because he tried to earn it that things got messed up. God did not need Jeff to earn that call. He just needed him to say yes. The worship team is going to come up and do one final song here. I want you guys to think about this and consider the calling that he has put on your heart and put on your life today. And I believe that all of you are aware of something that God is calling from you, on you. And you need to know, and you need to remember, that God wants you to answer that calling, not earn it. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.